Good morning. A couple announcements before we begin our worship. Uh, first, just a reminder, I'm starting an adult confirmation class. It will begin on uh, Thursday, September 14th. So if you're interested in attending or if you know of anyone who might be, feel free to let me or, or Susie Bishop know at the office. Also, we do open this up to uh, current members. If you'd like to go and take the course just as a refresher, you're more than welcome to do so. And we do indeed have a, a couple of people who are doing that. Uh, the bigger announcement, of course, is next uh, Sunday is going to be our 125th anniversary. In the back of your bulletin, there's some a page dedicated to uh, highlighting some of the events that will be going on that weekend. Uh, the, the big thing I want to remind everyone of is that on Sunday morning, we're having a single worship service next Sunday at 10 a.m. And that's the only service we'll be offering that Sunday. So you can come at 8. There's just going to be no one here, I don't think, at that time. Uh, but everyone will be there at 10, and it should be very nice having everyone together for that worship service. Immediately following worship around 11.30 or noon, we'll be having a carnival in the back uh, down in the, by the pavilion, and they have a lot of fun activities planned for everyone of all ages. Uh, and so because that carnival is happening right after, uh, right after church, um, people are encouraged to Come to church if you want to in more of a picnic attire or something more comfortable uh, that you can go straight to the carnival to. Or by all means, feel free to bring a change of clothes and uh, change after worship. Uh, but we just want to let you know uh, we're not going to look at you oddly if you're wearing your 125th t-shirt uh, during church. It's totally fine. The Old Testament reading for this, the 14th Sunday after Pentecost, is from the 15th chapter of Jeremiah. O oh Lord, you know, remember me and visit me, and take vengeance for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, take me not away. Know that for your sake I bear reproach. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I am called by your name, O oh Lord, God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of revelers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone because your hand was upon me, for you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, I will restore you. And you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. They shall turn to you, but you shall not turn to them. And I will make you to this pe people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the 12th chapter of Romans. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. 
be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry... Feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 16th chapter. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what shall a man give in return for his life? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels and the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This shall never happen to you. That's what Peter said to Jesus today. You see, Jesus had just told Peter and the disciples what was going to happen to him. Jesus was going to Jerusalem. And when Jesus got there, he was going to suffer many things. The priests and the scribes would beat him, spit in his face, and mock him, make fun of him. For being the Christ. And then Jesus told his disciples he would be killed. And that's when Peter spoke up and said, this shall never happen to you. And Peter did try his best to stop it, didn't he? Do you remember the night Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane? And as the soldiers came, Peter drew his sword and cut off one of the guard's ears. 
I have no doubt as Peter did this that he was thinking in his head, no, Lord, this shall never happen, not to you. I think a lot of us would react like Peter did. I think a lot of us do react this way. Even as children, if a preschooler slaps one preschooler on the arm, the other preschooler may try and slap them back. It's just what we do to protect ourselves or others. It's like on social media when someone says something that is not very generous about you. Or even worse, they say something about someone you care about. Well, you're, you very well might go into protection mode and you strike out by saying something even worse to that other person. If someone is going to slap us, oh, we're going to slap them back even harder. It's what we do. If someone hurts me, I'm going to hurt that person worse. Doesn't matter if it's children slapping each other in a playroom or grown adults slapping out harmful words online. This is sadly what we do. But that is not how we Christians have been called to live, is it? Today, the Apostle Paul said this to all of us. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. That's not normally what we do, is it? If people slap us, we want to slap back and slap back harder. But Paul says to bless them, don't curse them. Hard to do, isn't it? Paul also said this to you today. Repay no one evil for evil. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was arrested, Peter should not have drawn his sword to repay those guards for the evil they were doing in arresting Jesus. No, Peter should have acted honorably. He could have endured that suffering, not fought back. And Jesus even told Peter to put his sword away, didn't he? The Apostle Paul also said this to us today. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. Paul says we should even go so far as to care for our enemies. Paul is asking you to actually feed them, give them something to drink, clothe them, even go so far as to house them. That is not how we would normally react to our so-called enemies, is it? But it can be. Today, the apostle Peter heard some bad news from Jesus. Peter heard that Jesus was going to suffer at the chief priests, be beaten, actually be spit upon. And then Jesus would be killed. And that's when Peter said, this shall never happen to you. 
And Jesus immediately said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You're a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. The things of man are when we fight to get even. Someone slaps us, we slap back. Someone says something bad about us or someone we care about, and we come back even harder with the harshest words we can think of. That approach is the things of man. But Jesus is asking all of you to follow the things of God. And the things of God are very different. The things of God are when Jesus endured suffering. When Jesus was spit on, he did not spit back, did he? When Jesus was punched in the face for being the Christ, he did not punch back. Even while he was hanging on a cross and dying for the sins of the world, and people cursed him, Jesus did not curse them back. But Jesus was not exactly quiet on the cross, was he? Jesus did speak. And Jesus did say something to his enemies from the cross. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. You see, it would have been very easy for Jesus to fight back, much harder and better to forgive. Because Jesus could have called down a whole legion of angels to come and take him down from the cross and wipe out every single person who cursed him or spit on him. But it's much harder and so much better to forgive those who did not deserve to be forgiven. And that's exactly who we are, isn't it? We are those people that Jesus has forgiven, even though we do not deserve to be forgiven. That is us. That's you. That's me. That is what Christ has done for each and every one of us. And because of what Christ has done for you, Christ is asking something of you, of everyone who is a Christian. He is asking something of you that mirrors exactly what he did for us. Jesus said, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And we do follow Christ in this world. And we can mirror in our own lives every single day what Christ did for all of us on the cross. Because when someone slaps us for being a Christian, whether in person or online, we don't have to slap back or slap back harder. We follow Christ on his cross, on our cross, who chose to forgive those who don't deserve to be forgiven. When someone strikes out at us with hurtful words, it's easy to strike back and to strike back harder, and we probably want to. Well, you can take the harder road. You can take the better road by picking up your cross, following Jesus, 
and doing exactly what Jesus did on his cross by forgiving. You can do the better thing. You can endure suffering as a Christian. And when people strike out at you, you don't have to strike back. Instead, you can bless them and not curse them. And in doing so, you actually give a very powerful witness of the mercy of Jesus Christ himself. Jesus was the one who asked his heavenly father, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And you can do the same thing. In this short life that we have, you get the chance to reflect Christ's undeserved mercy to others. As the Apostle Paul said, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. I know that's hard to do. But that is what Christ did for you. And now, as Jesus said, you as a Christian are to pick up that same cross. And now with the aid of the Holy Spirit, you can mirror Christ to others in this world. When you are cursed, you can now bless. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. I know that's hard. I know it's not what we may want to do in the moment. But it can be. After all, isn't this what Christ has done for you? And I hope you never forget that. And thanks to Christ, you can now show what he did for all of us to others through your own life by forgiving others just as through Christ. And because of Christ, God the Father has forgiven you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.